Welcome to the Manx Theatre Podcast. Come on to the theatre. Hello, and welcome back to episode 45 of the Manx Theatre Podcast with me, Neil Callan. Thank you to everyone who's listened to our previous episodes. If you're brand new to the podcast, welcome along and thanks for joining us. In this podcast, we'd like to try and keep you up to date with what's going on in theatre on the Isle of Man, chatting to the cast and creatives of upcoming shows to find out a little bit more about the shows and the people behind them, and also to find out what our Manx-born and bred performers are doing further afield. Coming up on this week's podcast... I'm joined by Claire Temple and four of her students from St Ninian's High School who are starring in 6th the Musical Teen Edition this week. You can still listen to all of our previous episodes through all of the usual podcast outlets and at manxradio.com forward slash podcasts. Whilst you're there, make sure to give us a like and click subscribe or follow or whatever it is you need to do to make sure you never miss an episode. Now, as I mentioned in the last episode, Madfa's Easter Festival of Plays kicks off at the Gaiety on Saturday the 8th of April and runs every night through to Friday the 14th of April. In a change to previous years, the Warnack Festival and the Festival of Full-Length Plays have been combined, although will still be run as two separate competitions. The programme for the week is as follows. On Saturday the 8th, the festival opens with two Warnack plays. They are Lovers by Tony Rushworth, presented by the Service Players, and Sweep Under the Rug by Lindsay Price, which is an entry in the youth competition from Broadway Theatre Company. On Sunday the 9th, the first of the full-length plays with Waiting for Godot by Samuel Beckett, presented by Wellington Theatre Company from Telford in Shropshire. This will be their eighth visit to the festival. Monday the 10th is the second full-length play, with White Cobra Productions of Northamptonshire staging The Lonesome West by Martin McDonough. Tuesday 11th sees the return to the one acts, with two youth productions and Platform Theatre School staging Heritage by Davith James and William Wymark's The Monkey's Paw from Paradox Theatre Company. On Wednesday 12th, there are three one acts for you to enjoy. One youth entry and two adult performances. First up is In Drama with their youth drama Chiller, written by Ireland resident Christopher J. Mabry. This is followed up by the second entry from the service players with the production of The Photograph, also written by another of the island's writers, Lisa M. Smith. The evening finishes with the Russian player's performance of Accident of Birth by Trevor Southers. Thursday the 13th sees the last two entries in the one-act competition, with a second appearance from Indrama with a performance of Faces in the Dark, again by Christopher J. Mabry, followed by the Russian players with their second entry, September in the Rain, by John Godber. The Garden Suburb Theatre from North London round off the festival on Friday the 14th with the final full-length play, The Games Afoot, or Homes for the Holidays, by Ken Ludwig. At the end of each night, you'll be able to hear the adjudicator's remarks on that evening's performances. And on the Friday night, following the performance and the adjudicator's comments, the awards for each category will be awarded. Between the adult and youth one-act competition and the full-length competition, there are quite a few awards to be handed out. So don't be surprised if this turns out to be quite a late night. Further afield, Perry O'D is enjoying wonderful reviews as part of the cast of Guys and Dolls at the Bridge Theatre in London's West End. 
Perry is playing Angie the Ox, alongside Daniel Mays as Nathan Detroit, Marisha Wallace as Miss Adelaide, and Cedric Neal as Nicely Nicely Johnson. Guys and Dolls is playing at the Bridge Theatre until the 2nd of September 2023. Now on last weekend's Red Nose Day coverage, we saw a performance from the cast of Mrs Doubtfire the Musical, which is due to open at the Shaftesbury Theatre on the 12th of May. We also saw some of the island's very own Matthew Weberfield sporting a rather fetching Angela Merkel costume in the performance, which comes from the scene where Daniel's brother and his partner try several different looks to create Mrs Doubtfire herself for the very first time. Mrs Doubtfire is currently available for bookings right the way through to January 2024, so that's going to keep Matt out of trouble for quite a while. Make sure you keep up to date with what's going on between episodes by following Manx Theatre Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram and at Manx Theatre Pod on Twitter. Right, down to business. I'm joined in the studio today by Kasha, Eve, Chi and Ailish, along with their teacher Claire Temple from St Ninian's High School, ahead of their upcoming production of Six the Musical, Teen Edition on the 28th, 29th and 30th of March. Ladies, welcome to the Max Theatre Podcast. Hi. Hi. <laughs> it's, it's amazing to be surrounded by so many people here on the podcast because normally it's just sort of me and maybe one or two other people, but there's, it's, we've got a whole studio full today. It's great. Uh-huh. So let's, let's go down the line then, ladies. So if you want to tell me who you are and, and what your role is in, in the show. We'll start with you, Claire. So my name's Claire. I'm head of music at St. Indians and I'm the director and musical director of Six. Marvellous. My name is Kasha and I play Anne Boleyn. My name is Eve Bazaar and I play Anna of Cleves. My name is Chi and I play Catherine of Arig. My name is Ailish and I play Jane Seymour. Marvellous. Uh, and we're also missing, is it Emma and Eva? Yeah. yeah. And they're playing the two Catherines? Yes. 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 Right, so give us a bit of an idea about, about Six, what, what the show is about. It's kind of like a concert more than a musical, kind yeah. of. Um, it's kind of a lot of interacting with the audience, a lot of history, a lot of education. <laughs> Um, Women empowerment. Yes, Sass. absolutely. Mm. Sass. Um, songs. Yeah, it's great because all the characters are so different. Yeah. And um, so it's just great fun mm-hmm. and yeah, a family environment. Yes. Yeah. So it's a good, a good family show. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, this is the teen edition of the show, so yeah. there are a few spicy lyrics in the original. So I'm assuming they've Some been toned taken. down a little yeah. bit. Yeah. There's still a bit of innuendo, yeah. Yeah. gentle innuendo, but all the more saucy parts have been taken out yeah. Yeah. love a bit of genuine innuendo though yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the um the, the show then it's it's kind of kind of has them sort of set up with like a bit of a, a spice girls kind of kind of a setup yeah yeah, Definitely. Definitely. yeah. yeah. well yeah, e- each queen is inspired by a particular pop star yeah. right as well so one of them's supposed to be like Ariana grande and britney spears one of them's lily allen you know so it's that kind of thing yeah, yeah. so I'm not not copying that pop star but it's supposed to be inspired no. kind of by the pop star so who's getting to riff then big time I'm a riffer. <laughs> <laughs> so what you said is it's kind of like a musical and a history lesson all in one. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but like a history lesson you enjoy. Yes. Yeah. Like it doesn't Absolutely. feel like just a load of knowledge at you. And it's supposed to be telling the stories from the women's point of view yeah. rather than always yeah. rather than always doing it from Henry's point of yeah. view and them just being one of his wives. Yeah. It's yeah. supposed to be the putting the spotlight on them rather than always referring to Henry. Yeah. And I think as well with the show, it kind of sort of it puts a light on the fact that 
Henry's is only as famous or infamous as he was because of the the six wives. Uh, and that's yeah. actually yeah. one of the last lines in the show. Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. The, 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 yeah. He's only famous yeah. because of his six wives. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Who even is Henry? Which one? Yeah, and it's only because of because of Anne Boleyn that he sort of went off on one. Well, I guess. Yeah. 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 Honestly, yeah. I completely yeah. agree. Also, ultimately, yeah. better. better. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah, okay. Well, he was, he was so torn by her beauty that it forced him yeah, to exactly, leave guys. the Catholic Church That's and set up the Church of England. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He also thought I was really beautiful. <laughs> and then he saw me. you in real life. No. Maybe not. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's the House of Holbein, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And we, get down. Get yeah. Down. You know, obviously it's one of those things where, you know, you, you, people get too caught up on their filters and actually when you see them in real life, they're, they're not quite the same. Yeah, and... but that's not me. I'm, <laughs> I'm still so stunning. <laughs> <laughs> so thick. Yes, because the story about that is that, that he kind of fell in love with her painting, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 And obviously in... in Hans in that, Holbein. Yes. Yeah. And in those, in those days, then you know, people obviously were, were paid to make themselves... <laughs> the paintings were made to look as, as beautiful as they possibly could mm-hmm. and then when it actually came to it she, she wasn't quite as well but then I painting. ended up rich and yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, so <laughs> I don't need him <laughs> so Claire tell us a little bit more about the about the production itself so it's slightly different to the professional production estates because it's a teen edition yeah. and they encourage you to have an ensemble in it so we've got an ensemble of 20 right in ours as well so they join in with a lot of the dance numbers so they're not in every single song, but they're in most of the songs. And yeah, just that it's it's been a really great experience, I hope, for all of them. But I mean, these six girls have just been absolutely amazing through the whole thing. They've really like gelled Aww. as a six. <laughs> no, but they've really gelled as a six, you know. And um, yeah, it's they're a real kind of inspiration for the people in the ensemble, I think, as well. But I have to mention as well that we've got Leah Carter right. um, choreographing oh, wow. uh, the show. So that's really lent a kind of a bit of a professional a professional edge to it you know having kind of a professional dancer choreographer you know involved mm-hmm. in it because she is an ex-student of St Ninian's as well so she was quite yes. glad to come back and oh, and do a bit so yeah that's that's been brilliant and that's been great for them as well to work with someone like Leah it's been really good so yeah, yeah. so is this is this the first time I mean I know I, I recognize a couple of faces here I think I've seen you in, in I think I've seen Chia definitely yeah. in, in some Taylorian but uh, mm-hmm. and I'm sure Ailish has been been around doing a few bits as well but is this the first time for the rest of you or have you been involved in other things as well? Well, the three of them, Ailish Eve and Kashwal and Moana, oh, recently, right. that was the last last show they did. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you've all been in several things, haven't you? Yeah. Annie. Yeah. And, it's yeah, just various. a way of life now. Yeah. yeah. It is. It does yeah. get that way, yeah. It is, definitely. Yeah. Every day needs like a, yeah. a yeah. tap song. dancing song. Yeah. Yeah. I, think I, start, I think I started my musical yeah. journey <laughs> with Moana. Yeah. Um, and then... I've kind of just been doing loads of other things since. It's just been so much fun. Um, but yeah, my first show was Moana, so I don't think many people would know who I am. She is actually the young, young singer, singer of man this year. So. Yeah. Yeah. People see it. Yeah. yeah, some people it's might know me from that. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations on that. Thank you so much. <laughs> so this this is the, the start of the journey for you then, really? So the, you've had the... I mean, yeah, I've kind of been singing for like quite a while, but I've kind of yeah. just now jumped into you know the gaiety and it's just been so much fun it's amazing i think the good thing about this show is it's the opportunity for six girls to be leading ladies yeah you know rather than just one or two yeah you know it has you know and we have got the ensemble too because i was kind of worried about doing it at first because it was only going to be six people but then with them saying that oh you need to have an ensemble that did you know it opened it up to more girls so 
But yeah, I mean, that's a good thing because they are all equally as important. There's yeah. no kind of one weak part in it. You know, they are literally all six leading ladies, which you don't get very often, no. you know, in a show. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think I've seen photos online as well. I've seen a photo of an executioner as well. And... Yeah, we, we haven't got that in ours. Though. That's <laughs> no, for that's that was the yeah. Costa Russian production. Yeah, oh, I think right. they added yeah, their characters. They added yeah, a few characters in right, okay. um, into theirs. But yeah, we're we're just sticking with the six. No, I don't think it was. I don't think it was the, the Castle Russian. I think it was a an, an online, a professional oh, version. Really? Oh, so, right, okay. Maybe just, maybe just another, another maybe production. Maybe another production, yeah. 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 But yeah, no, we, oh, we, well. haven't, we haven't got that in ours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so which which of you is... Um, Oh, I don't know what the question I was going to ask then. It kind of came and it, it came and it went. Can I just say that she's also our dance captain and assistant yeah, yeah. choreographer. Legend. 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 So Love she her. she has choreographed Legend. parts of the songs as well, which yeah. has been brilliant. Yeah. And okay. Get Down. Yeah. Mega Six. Mega Six. Which is like all the songs from each of the queens put together. That's like a finale it's, finale. Yeah, yeah it's kind it's of like the bows almost. The big mega mix at the end. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. She makes just, it really intense. Yeah. So once we think we're done, we're not. We've got one more song. Upper key, twice as fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So, which which is your favourite number in the show then, or is it because you've all got your own individual numbers? I think they've all got their own individual yeah. numbers. Personally, for me, House of Holbein is my favourite yeah. because it's just the most. It's a bit of nineties bo- techno, isn't it? It's the most yeah. bonkers song, and yeah, it reminds me of being like at college, you know, <laughs> clubs. It's just, and they're so funny. They all freestyle dance in it, and it's it's. Um, and we're going to have glow sticks and all sorts of that, so it's going to be a proper epic. like rave. Awesome. The parents will love that. Yeah. The, pa- the parents will get the reference to that one, definitely. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this uh, the production is going to be up, is it the Bemahake site? Yeah. Up in the... the, the, the have they got a, a proper sort of theatre? We're just there, doing or? it in our school hall. In the school hall. Uh, yeah, and it, which seats about 250 people. Good. So it means that over the four nights we could get potentially like a thousand people coming to watch. Right, if, if we have Hopefully. enough. We're also doing a primary performance in the afternoons where we've got four of our feeder primary schools are coming to watch, um, which would be good. So yeah, so lo- lots and lots of people will see it. Hopefully, brilliant. Yes, I mean it's it's proved to be a, a very popular show, regardless of of where it's been. It's like the the London show was 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 just ma- massive, mm. and the the touring version as well that that sold out pretty much everywhere yeah. it went. And I know that. You mentioned a little bit earlier the Castle Russians production. Yeah, they had to release more tickets yeah. because yeah. it was so so popular. It's just it has become a bit of a cult show, Definitely. I think, and it's really popular with kind of young girls. Yeah. you know, like kind of year six, kind of and above. It's become this real kind of mega thing for them. I think so. Were you tempted to go and watch it yourselves, or do you think no, I've got to keep it away, keep my own version? We have me, me and a- me and Ailish went to see it in yeah. January in Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I watched it. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think I watched it like last year. It was yeah. quite insane because I've never seen a proper show before, yeah. like not on the Isle of Man. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, I watched it in London and it's it's nice watching things because you know how different they've done it and like you take yeah. things you like and then you're like, mm, I didn't like that. Yeah. Because so, the, the good thing about six is that you're supposed to do it <clears throat> how the whoever the six are that you've got. Yeah. So in the one that we saw, the Anne Boleyn was like really northern right. and the Catherine Parr was American right. because they just are really northern and American. I think you saw one, Kasia saw one yeah. where one of them was Australian. Yeah. You know, they do it in their own accents because we were thinking of kind of giving each of them an accent and decided actually, no, that, that doesn't work. You, you just are you. You know, you're supposed to kind of be, be you. <laughs> yeah, we tried a few accents, didn't Your really work. So we sacked off that idea very quickly. Um, but they're just supposed, they're supposed to be extreme versions of themselves yeah. almost, yeah. you know, which is a good thing. Just, 
saw there was a similar thing with Mamma Mia in London, and yeah. I didn't know this at the time. And the three dads, the the nationality of the three dads changed depending on on who were playing them. Yeah, and I'd always known that one of the dads was supposed to be, or like, you know, like the original cast was was Australian anyway. And I saw it with with an ex girlfriend, and um, she was from Melbourne in Australia, and it came on, and whichever dad it was, you know, he was from he was Australian and he was from Melbourne, and she's like, that's a good Melbourne accent. And I was wondering, he was, he that's was a from really Melbourne, yeah. good Melbourne accent. And then the interval, he went, he was from Melbourne, went to the Mel- Melbourne <laughs> School of Performing yeah. Arts, worked at the Melbourne Theatre, like, yeah, he's from Melbourne, that's why his Melbourne yeah. accents are good. But I like it because it means that they can they can be a bit more themselves, yeah. you know, when they're on stage. And they, they've it means that as a group, they've really kind of come together because they're just being themselves and they are all friends. And put well, your own bit of individuality on it yeah. Yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which we I think is really nice. just being over the top ourselves. Ourselves, yeah, yeah. yeah. which is good, though. It, yeah. Our ad-libs are Oh, yeah, the ad-libs. It's so distracting. Like, sometimes I just need to laugh, but I'm like, I'm trying to stay in character. She's got to avoid eye contact. Yeah, the whole gossip. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. So as you're all sort of still fairly new to theatre, I mean, it, the most of you have been sort of two, three years, four years maybe at most? Probably longer. Yeah. Probably, probably longer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose Ailish has probably been doing it since she could walk, really. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, you're, you're, you're still at sort of the, at the, at the start of, of your career, mm-hmm. theatrically mm-hmm. wise. Is there a role? That's the ultimate, your absolute <laughs> ideal role. Oh, I can see face, eyes <laughs> lighting up already. Yes. you got a fat <laughs> list. Yeah. Right. Well, What's... top of mine is uh, Jenna from Waitress. Oh, very mm-hmm. good. That's a great choice. Mine is probably Tracy Turnblad from Hairspray. I've been in love with that movie for like, <laughs> my whole life, seriously. That, that is a great show. I, too, would love to play Edna. Yeah. Absolutely, mm. let's do it. <laughs> I, had a, I had a little, uh, I had a little taster a couple of years ago in a Taylorian Christmas show, uh, where I, I got to play. We did, we did. Welcome to the sixties, oh, yeah. and I ran on full dressed makeup, still with the beard. Amazing, nice, that, yeah. great fun. Just made it on, just made the costume change, the makeup change, just in time to run on stage in time for my first line. Jane, <laughs> I want to. When I was younger, when Beetlejuice first came out, I wanted to be Lydia from Beetlejuice. Mm. I'm like, as I get older, I need to do it quicker and quicker. (laughs) (laughs) Time's running out where I can still play like 14-year-olds. No, no, you've got plenty of of them. There are many, many 28, 30-year-olds playing 14-year-olds on Broadway and in the West End. That's me. Amish? I would say Alphabet. From Wicked. Oh yes, yeah. That's a big that's one. A that big is. One. That's a big thing as well. Yeah. <laughs> has, she, has she got the pipes, Mum? Yeah, I think she so. Can yeah. Do and it. also, I think <laughs> all of them would probably like being Heather's. I think, I think yeah. Heather's. Yeah. They, they would I think be... we already assigned roles for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like there is a Tina. Oh, edi- there is a Heather's Tina. There is a Heather's Tina edition. I can't decide like how they could possibly do it. I've yeah. seen Heather's a couple of times. So I think yeah. it would be yeah. a bit controversial. There maybe no I'm not sure the Isle of Man's ready for the <laughs> teen version of Heather's. So. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to feel that there must be a lot chopped out from it because yeah. there, there are yeah. some quite mature themes. Well, even just the storyline, I don't. Yeah, I can't see how they could possibly do it. But yeah, it is so good. So that's you never know. That might be our next one. But yeah, <laughs> leave, leave that there. <laughs> okay, um, that one doesn't work because none of you are too old. <laughs> so I had, a, well, I, had a, well, I had I had a question that it's a new question that I brought into the podcast. Yeah. It's about the fact that in the last 10, 15 years, there's been lots of really great new shows that have come out. Things like Dear Evan Hansen and The Waitress yes. and lots of things like that. And I was sort of, I started to asking people, you know. Is there a role now that you would have loved to play, but you can't because you're too old? I mean, for me, I would have loved to have played Evan Hansen, but I'm 44. Matilda, <laughs> and I can't play a 17. I think for them, Matilda, and uh, well, I think the the thing with uh, especially Ailish is that now they're doing 
School of Rock again. Yeah. And they, a lot of them missed yeah, out on doing School of Rock last time yes. because of COVID, so it's just a really <laughs> shame. Smiling through the pain. Smiling through the drummer in School of Rock. You're still fairly small. I think you can get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. Would you do it? Yeah. I would. Yeah. I, I probably am going to audition anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. COVID had a lot to answer for. There was yeah. a lot of things yeah. that unfortunately that that fell to the side during, yeah. during that period of time. I mean, yeah. the ghost was one of them. Yeah. One of the, the biggest mm-hmm. one. They were literally two days from from two getting from into the theatre, the and that was it. Yeah. Curtains came down. Theatre shut. Well, our last school production was Annie and Edith and Kasha were at Annie, and we finished literally the Friday before wow. kind of lockdown like started really? so yeah we were yeah. really really lucky yes i mean it's, it's always a relief to, to get that done and, yep. and out of the way it's, it's such a shame <laughs> to have had all those months of rehearsal to then not to, to not be able do it, to do it. Well, i would yeah, have really cried sad, like, yeah. if, that, if that had happened to six i would cry uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i would cry and i wouldn't get out of bed <laughs> never again no Okay, so just after the first lockdown back in 2020, we set up our Spotify playlist. Mm-hmm. This was a, a playlist. It was an idea of myself and uh, with my friend Neil, who originally pre- presented the podcast with me. The idea was to create the ultimate musical theatre playlist. Now, when Neil and I set it up, we set up, we put 10 songs in each because we thought no one really wants to listen to a, a playlist of two songs. Yes. So we set it up with, with 10 songs each and there were songs from shows that either we've sung or from shows that we've been in or shows that, that mean something special to us. And that was how we started our list. Then every person that's come onto the podcast since then has added a brand new song to the list. Oh. So let's start off with Claire. What song would you like to add to the playlist and why? Uh, my song is For Now from Avenue Q because we have done Avenue Q twice on the Isle of Man, as you know, Neil, because yes. Emma was Kate Monster. It is a hands down the favourite show, my favourite show that I've ever been involved in. I'd, I would do it again and again if we could. But most of the songs obviously aren't suitable to go on a Spotify <laughs> no. playlist no. that lots of people listen to. But I think the last song in it for now, which yeah. has just got a great sentiment to it anyway, I think it's an absolutely brilliant song. So yeah, for now from Avenue Q brilliant. is my the f- one. The first one I think was in 2014, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Daniel over here. He was in Emma's Tummy through, was, through the production yes. of the show. <laughs> yeah, he was. And there was a few songs which, when he's a bit older, we'll be able to play for him. Yes. But he would go a little bit crazy. <laughs> it was, yeah, it's, it, was, it was a brilliant show. My both, girlfriend both who lives times. in Canada is one of them. Yes. But obviously that's not a song. For, uh, like, I think most right of them I don't think we could probably put on the <laughs> playlist. But yeah, for, for now is, is the one that I would be putting on. Brilliant. Kasha? So I was thinking Super Trooper from Mamma Mia because uh, Mamma Mia is iconic. My one of my favorite musicals, Waitress and Mamma Mia, are pretty much tied. And um, yeah, it was one of the first musical movies that I ever watched. And then I saw it on tour in Liverpool, and it was just like, yeah, great, love at first sight. Amazing. <laughs> I, I saw it in the West End, and it was it was fantastic. And it's uh, what's what's the what's the song from the like the Stag and the Hen do? Oh, it's Dancing Queen, and they're going along, and they they start start digging and throwing over their shoulders I'm like I've been doing that dance that move, dance move in the clubs for like 20 years <laughs> and it's in the show clearly they've seen me on the night out also ABBA's just iconic like it who is. doesn't love a bit of ABBA it's great you'd be lying to yourself and the set the set in the West End was, was fantastic as well they had a pathway through the middle which was like crazy paved and it would kind of lift up and down and the two walls sort of moved around outside to create all the different scenes it was a very clever set yeah there's a wonderful big moon at the end, but I was way up in the nosebleed, so it's I like, w- yes. didn't, didn't appreciate the full effect of that last, <laughs> last bit, sadly. <laughs> Eve, what's your choice? The song I have picked is You Can't Stop the Beat from Hairspray. Because again, I love Hairspray. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> it's it's the only, really the only musical I ever watched when I was a kid. 
and it's just amazing it's just a brilliant <laughs> vibe and it's just so much fun and there's nothing bad about it I mean, that, <laughs> that is, think about that for a second. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. also, it's also a pretty relentless song to, yeah. to, to yeah. dance along to it's amazing. and sing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't even sing to it when I'm just like, stop the beat. Yeah, <laughs> stop the beat. <laughs> yeah I d- did it in Panto about oh, 2007, I think it was, and that was the opening number. And then I had like a big, like, half a page oh. bit of dialogue with oh, the audience. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's how I feel after every six number. I'm yeah. like, worn out. I have to say, the mega six in six is a similar kind of thing. Yeah. Like, leave the yeah. most frantic number mm, till last. That's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It's I can't handle it. I can handle it. I, can. handle it. I will handle it. Yeah. Yeah. For now, I'll have to. So, so basically, the, the plan is, is then lots of cardio then over the next four or five weeks. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Chi, what's your choice? I did for love from a chorus line. Oh, beautiful! I know it's just, know. it's just a song with a lot of passion, and you can interpret it in so many different ways and apply it to any part of life. And we're also doing it in the guild. Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, we're doing it with the guild in with the guild with our vocal group in the guild. Yeah, this year, so it's one of our songs yeah. that we've which are full of, of icons. Yeah, <laughs> yet again. Yeah. But were you were you in a chorus line? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was in the ensemble. Yeah, yeah I wasn't in the line, but I was in the pit and in the ensemble. You in the pit? What were you we doing in the pit? Singing. singing. Oh, oh, oh got COVID. Booth singers in the pit. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I remember that there was the night I went to see chorus line. I should have been. I should have been in the chorus line to begin with, actually, but I yeah. had to drop out because of I had long COVID and I was just wasn't yeah. in a great place. Um, but there was one night because so many of the guys had COVID. When it came to cutting the guys from the final line, it was literally just Andrew Holstein was the only person <laughs> yeah, to be yeah. cut from the line who just sort of stood there, looked around, and went, "What? Yeah. Thanks, guys!" <laughs> and just walked off. It was like nicely done, Andrew. Ailish, yeah. <laughs> what's your choice? I picked "On Top of the World" from Hunchback. Oh, lovely. I don't really have a reason. It's just a nice really song. <laughs> yeah. It's just got a good beat. It's just nice. Well, I think Hunchback was one of those shows that not a lot of people knew about it yeah. when they did it last year, and last year, and everyone was just blown away by it. Yeah. And the music was, was quite new to a lot of people, I think. And it was one of those that kind of did, did really genuinely blow people away when they saw it at the theatre. Yeah, I think the only number I knew from it was A Day Out There. Yeah, and that was that was that was the only one that I knew going in, and and just the the sound, the, the wall of sound yeah. that hit you from that choir was just amazing. Which Steve Dakin did a fantastic yeah, job with that, and Elizabeth, yeah. absolutely, absolutely yeah. great show. Steve, Steve, Steve. Steve. Yeah. Steve. is the best. And then this is the Steve Dakin fan club. In here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm part of the fan club. Yeah, let's, let's be honest. Okay, well, ladies, those are some some fantastic choices. We'll get those added onto the onto the playlist for you. Yeah, so, just to go back then, so we've got six the musical, the teen edition. It's at Bemahague School from the twenty eighth to the thirty first of March. And you can get your tickets from the school office at either the St Ninians or the Bemahague sites. Is that right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, ladies, we wish you all the very best of luck. Thank you. And Thank you no so doubt, no doubt, I'll be seeing you all back as leading ladies for the various <laughs> societies in the future. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. All the very best for the show, and I'll speak to you again soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. You're listening to the Manx Theatre Podcast with Neil Callan. In the past couple of weeks, Centre Stage Productions have started preparations for next year's production of The School of Rock, with David Dawson and Steve Dakin announced as director and musical director, respectively. No doubt there'll be further information in coming weeks and months as they begin the process of finding the kids to make up the band. Elsewhere, 
Kensington Arts have announced their creative team for Everybody's Talking About Jamie Junior Edition, which will be staged at the end of April. The director will be Joe Hillard, Brisha Krukel will be choreographer, and the musical director will be Heather Dakin. The DCU have also announced their creative team for next year's production of Evita, which will see the return of Scott St. Martin as director-choreographer, Steve Dakin returns again as musical director, as does Sarah Holland as assistant director, and Bryony Grant is stepping into Liz Dixon's well-worn shoes as assistant musical director. No doubt we'll hear from the Manx Operatic Society once they've recovered from their busy week on Annie Getchagun. Well, with that, we bring episode 45 to a close. Thanks once again to Claire, Kasia, Eve, Chi and Ailish for joining me on the podcast. And we wish them and everyone involved with the St Ninian's production of Sixth the Musical, Teen Edition, all the very best for their run. If you've not done so already, you can get your tickets from the school office at either the Bemmer Hague or the St Ninian's Upper School sites. Remember to like and follow our social media pages to get notifications of upcoming episodes and events. Don't forget to check out our Spotify playlist by searching for Manx Theatre Podcast, and that's all one word. There's more than 70 tracks and over five hours of show tunes there to satisfy your musical theatre needs. If you have any events that you'd like us to talk about or promote on a future episode, you can contact me through our social media accounts or by email to manxtheatrepodcast at gmail.com. All that remains is to say thanks for listening and I hope you join me again next time. I've been Neil Callan and you've been listening to the Manx Theatre Podcast. Goodbye. The Manx Theatre Podcast, taking a look behind the scenes of Manx Theatre. An actor's life for me.